Welcome to the Art of the Dive, game week 13 over, and game week 14 coming in hot. I'm here with the very famous, great at FPL, Jacob. Jake, how are you, buddy? Uh, <clears throat> I'm recovering, Re- recovering, but from overall what? doing pretty well. Getting over a cold, you know? It's frustrating because um, I probably for the first time in the history of our podcast, I gave you like a big intro, you know, like about how you're good at FPL and stuff. And you're just over here like, I'm Jake and whiny. Well, you asked me how I was doing. I was just trying to be honest. You could have like smiled back and been like, oh, I'm great. But now it's like everyone knows that you suck at FPL. So that sucks. No, I don't think that's correlated to my bodily health. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe we should do a study on it. It's interesting how you always find a way to make everything about you. Have you ever noticed that about yourself? You, well, how are you doing today? Shut up, Jake. Uh, Okay. So, Jake and I just spent a weekend together. We're actually not together, though. We were going to record together, Jake, Um, but you decided you didn't want to record the pod together, right? Yeah, that's not really true, but... It's mostly true. Actually, it's with the listeners, we had a we had a short little vacay. Uh, went to Florida with my wife to hang out with Jacob, and uh, we decided on the last day that ra- rather than sit inside and record a podcast, the weather was too beautiful. So we went outside and got coffees and went for a walk. It was a it was a better choice, I think, than recording a pod, wouldn't you say, Jake? Yeah, definitely. Especially the part about when we wrangled some meth gators. Meth gators, they're everywhere down there. It's insane. <laughs> They are. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get into the game week. You're probably excited to talk about it a bit. Um, on the note of our of our little vacation here, we have a couple write-ins. Uh, Emma wrote in, regular pod listeners know Jake and Marco have a pretend love-hate relationship and now are flying across the country to be together but still denying it is love. <laughs> when, when will you come clean about the whole when Harry met Sally thing going on and tell your wives and listeners, it's 2019. <laughs> Hmm. you know i've never seen when harry met sally do you want to say something right now jake that's all i had to say i just have never seen that do you but is there something that you maybe wanted to get off your chest nope nothing i'm good professor yo piero did you guys do something that you'll not tell your wives about with laughy face emojis and then Toxith wrote in, can you record a pod in bed together like John and Yoko? <laughs> um, well, for the first one, yes, but my wife will sometimes listen to like one-tenth of a pod, so I can't talk about it on here. Uh, the second one, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that would be like good for sound recording. Definitely an increased sound quality because you have like dampening, you know, sound materials like cloth from a comforter i think we should do every pod from within bed from now on okay well i'm not gonna say no but but what happens when we're together are we gonna be in like separate couple beds or the same bed i think one bed just for sound quality issues okay when harry met sally i actually for the record i've never seen the movie either I wasn't sure. Is it like a TV show? Is it a movie? I don't this know. is bad. We're going to have to look that, that up. up. Yeah. Uh, FPL Virgin wrote in, what is Jake's immediate reaction to the indisputable fact that his success in FPL this season has been down to pure, undiluted luck? 
How are you feeling about that, Jake? Is the is this season lucky for you, or do you think you're actually getting rewarded for the uh, research and time that you're putting in? Yeah, I think to be fair, it's probably a mixture of both. <clears throat> Especially after this weekend, when we watched that one sequence of Vardy missing a PK and then scoring a PK. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute because um, I, I think the listeners at home deserve to hear yeah, kind of kind of the the whining that took place and then just how the FPL gods are I think what's happening is the FPL gods are they they hear you whine so often that they literally cannot take it anymore so they're just granting you whatever the hell you want uh so the sequence yeah. I believe went like this Jake and correct me if I'm wrong uh so Jake is uh, th- has captained Mane the night before, he's captain to Mane, put the captain ban on and moved it from Vardy to Mane, thought it was a better play. You know, Mane scores, Jake jumps up in the air, Mane, he yells in excitement. It was very frustrating to have to sit on the couch and endure that. Uh, then the game progresses and we have we have the Leicester game on and uh, Vardy gets an assist and then the penalty kick takes place. Uh, and, and Vardy, of course, misses the penalty kick only for it to be nodded in by Maddo. Um, and Jake, this entire day has just been whining about every little thing and complaining about every little thing. And so I kind of like flipped to look at his score to be like, hey, Jake, stop being a whiny little bitch. Uh, and it turns out that Jake had accidentally forgotten to hit the save button on on the switch of Vardy to Mane, which is an amateur move. And so I'm literally, I'm laughing at him on the spot and he's having a fit. He's literally, he's in the corner stomping like a three-year-old child. Uh, I think he smashed like four glasses on the ground because he's mad because he hadn't made the save. In the meantime, the progression of the game is such that Vardy is just miraculous, miraculously allowed to retake the penalty and then he scores it. Now Jake's jumping around the room in happiness. It was... One of the, I don't know, 10,000th moments in my life where I've wanted to punch Jake in the face. Yeah, but how high in those 10,000 moments? Like top 10? This has got to be top three. Top 20? Yeah, top three moments. <laughs> top three. Yeah, where I've wanted to punch you in the face, kick yeah. you in the balls, and then just literally buy the next ticket away from Florida and go home. You know what, though? We did discuss that overall that might have not been the best result for me, but whatever. We'll, we'll roll with it. No, it so. was fine, Jake. And I you know, things I are still just, got screwed with Ings. I'm still screwed with Ings. It's like the first penalty kick he hasn't taken in years. So, you know, I have plenty to be angry about. You, you don't, Jake. That It was hilarious that he didn't take the PK. Also hilarious that James Ward-Prowse uh, technically missed it and then, mm-hmm. and then tapped it back in. So, Ings didn't get an yeah, assist. Yeah, so I don't even get the assist on his ridiculously soft like penalty kick yeah i at least deserved an assist for that but whatever well i I guess what i'm trying to illustrate is like the constant whining and how you've been rewarded with it constantly as well is rather frustrating yeah well you know maybe it's down to research more than we want to admit it okay well let's talk about that then a little bit i mean like how much of it is just lucky and how much of it is actual like research and picks um, there's been some, there's actually been some, some articles published on that and some people have gone as far as to do some predictions of, uh, like little algorithms that would predict what your score would have been before versus after and trying to, trying to calculate how much luck is involved in the game. Um, we've been on, we've been on the record saying we think, you know, it's like a 70, 30 
80-20 kind of game, you know, where where you know, quality picks and, and good research do lead most of the time to, uh, you know, some sort of reward, but not always. And of course, I think actually, uh, and I wouldn't have thought this if you would have asked me before, but I think that VAR has has introduced uh, an entirely new element to the FPL game uh, that we couldn't have anticipated. And it's actually probably hurt more FPL players than it's helped. Uh, but what do you think, Jake, about this idea of like luck versus versus skill and how your season's been going? Yeah, I think 70-30 is like a fair guess. I, I don't know how you would prove that. Um obviously in the beginning of the year, there's a lot more variables and it makes a a much bigger difference in your overall game week score. And then I think toward the end of the year, it it can really change because, you know, you're no longer able to make that giant wild card switch, except, you know, down the road we can. But again, most players save it to the end of the season, which again, who knows if that's right or wrong. Um, And then Ultimately, you know, templates, as much as we like to argue, don't exist. They do start to form. Um, so, but I think 7030 is a fair assessment. Like, yeah, you know, research is important, but a lot of times it might just come down to luck. Like, did the ball bounce a certain way or did your guy get injured, you know, after you transferred him in one week ago? Yeah. So, well, I would, would like to believe that, uh, I mean, really, I will say this. I, I give you a hard time and I, I do hate you. Uh, but I will say that this year you've probably put more time into it than you have in years past. Uh, you've been a lot less reactive than you have been in the last two years. Um, and you've also had, for the first time that I've known you, uh, you've had an actual plan with like long-term three and four game week out plans. Um the other thing that we were talking a little bit about this weekend is that, and you were frustrated because you were talking about doing Sun or KDB to Sun. And of course, Sun had a, a goal and an assist and KDB returned a goal. So it ended up working just fine for you because everything does because you're lucky. But um, we talked a little bit for a few minutes about kind of this like notion of being aggressive versus making some changes. And you know, you're starting to lean more towards playing a bit more aggressively, aren't you? Yeah, I just feel like this is kind of the year for it. It's hard It's hard to prove that again, but it just seems like you can see these games coming and West Ham have been really pitiful and Spurs, you know, new manager, they seem a little bit more pumped than they would be for this typical game. And it's away from home, which is scary, but you have this game where Chelsea, who's been really fantastic, plays Man City or like, you know, Liverpool versus Man City. And I just feel like those games are harder to predict who's going to do well. Most of the time, better teams play like closer games. I feel like I don't have any stats, but, you know, we're talking more like two to one, you know, one to one. It's almost, I so, mean, not to cut you off, but it's almost as if like when two teams are good, and they're both of equal quality that the games are closer. But then if there's a good team against a bad team, the good team tends to win more. Is that what you're trying to say? I think yes, but I would say it's almost like when an above average team 
plays a shit team this year. I just think the drop off is so severe with a lot of these like bottom feeder EPL teams, and it's just getting worse and worse year in and year out. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, look at the table. It's it's got a variety of different teams than we normally expect, like in the middle and upper half of the table. But wouldn't you argue like Man City, Liverpool, Leicester, and Chelsea are like head, head like leagues above the rest of the table, which isn't like what it used to be. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, maybe. So I think when like those teams, like when you have a Chelsea versus Man City or a Liverpool versus Chelsea or a Liverpool versus Man City, and you have six of those players, like why not consider taking a risk and dropping one of them to maybe a guy like Sun who tends to just beat up on bad teams? Like, yeah, it's still a big risk, but I think you could get rewarded and and end up making ground, especially if you're farther back. Yeah. You know, if we're talking like you're in the, you know, 500,000s, I just think like, why not? Yeah, just get after it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into uh, our game weeks then. I mean, you know, you once again, back to back now, really, really strong game weeks. Um, so, that's got to feel pretty good. You want to talk a little bit about your team and how things went? Uh, sure. Uh, I went with... Uh, three four three, and I did accidentally captain Vardy, which netted me an extra um, six points. Oh, it also should be said, right? That um, it doesn't look like game week ranks and stuff have been updated, have they? You know, that's a good question. My overalls changed. Oh, has it? Yeah. Okay. So, maybe, but I, maybe I don't overall. know. Compare. I didn't look yesterday, subs, so I don't know if it's been, been updated. Yeah, subs haven't been brought in yet, so the the overall okay. has not been calculated. So we're just kind of we're basing it off of basically the Ooh. day before, right? So, yeah. Well, that could be worse for me. Yeah. Um, I have no subs coming in. Got solid nine points from Pope. Uh, Chillwell's been pretty fantastic. Lester D have been really good, which we might talk about. Um. Mane and De Bruyne in the midfield, each getting a goal. Um, and then Ings, a goal, should have gotten an assist or preferably a second goal against my shit, shit team Arsenal. Um, and that would have been trip bones. So that was Emery pretty out. unfortunate. Hashtag Emery out. Still, still waiting. Uh, and then, yeah, Abraham, nah, couldn't score. Hmm. Overall, pretty good game week. Lundstrom, I thought, was going to really hurt me and... You know, they gave up three goals to Man United within the last, like, what, 15 minutes of play. That was that had to be crazy. Did you watch the highlights of that? I, I've not yet. No, no. I have a life yeah. and a job, so I can't do those things. All right. Well, oh, so overall, um, 73 points. The average was 45. Game week rank of just under 200,000. I'm currently on a green arrow of you know, uh, around 8,000. So that's good. Um, overall ranks for 44,000. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's another good game week for you. Uh, I had, uh, another mundane game week. So I, uh, I think, you know, most of my game weeks this year have not been bad. Uh, I've not really had a good game week either. Um, they've all just been like 
a little above average by a few points. So again, uh, 45 was the average. I'll finish on 53 and a game week rank of like 2.5 million probably is about where I'll be. And, and I'll be on, I think my first red arrow in about six, six game weeks. Um, but just by like a, you know, 50,000 or a hundred thousand or something like that. So, you know, still hovering around that 700 K 750 K range. So that pretty much sucks. But, um, I don't know, like I actually look at my team and I'm not really that upset with the performance. The issue is is more like captain selection. So Pope with a return, uh, Lundstrom with an assist, uh, double Lester defense in Chowell and, and Soyunku. Um, so that was great. Um, De Bruyne with a goal, Jimenez with a goal. Um, and then just unfortunately, um, Salah not playing, Sterling uh, blanking and having that goal taken away right at the end of the match, which kind of sucked. Um and, and then I have uh, Den Donker coming in off my bench, which again is, is kind of shitty. Um, so, so it goes, uh, you know, I think I have, I've good, relatively good matchups next week, just like everybody else. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see. I think next week's really going to come down to captain points. And um, I, I have hardly gotten any captain selections right this year, but I know that's the case with most people. So I don't want to, I'm not even going to really whine about it. Um, but that's, that's how the game week rent went for mm-hmm. me. Um, we should probably hit the Slack team, huh? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, my least favorite team in the world, the Slack, the Slack team. Um, oh, I forgot to say, Marvin wrote in, are we in the twilight zone? Uh, how did Jake get so good with the year he is having? I'm not sure I can use, even use my Jake, my Jake diss. Oh yeah, because he still gets a diss for for being a PSL Patreon. So well, it could be for either of us. Mm-hmm. So he could no, use. No, I think. I mean, I think we're all on the same page, Jake. That the diss is to be used to hurt your feelings and tear you down. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, just well, want to be go. clear. Uh, Desperately seeking Dusan says, "What does Marco hate more, uh, Matt Frisky, Bobby Love, or the Slack team?" That is a tough question. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Uh, I mean, I hate them all for different reasons, right? I hate Mass Matt Frisky because he's just really good and he's always the bane of my existence in this game. I hate Bobby Love because it's Bobby Love. I mean, he's just, he's a rat bastard, right? So we're all on the same page there. And I hate the Slack team because it started off as like a, hey, look at this fun team. And then Gaz was like, let's make it a team to be mean to Marco about how he sucks at this game. And that's what it has now turned into. And then I've been shitty this year. So now it's compounded the issue. Uh, you know, so I hate, I think I hate all three. I want to say if I was going to put them in order, uh, it would have to be, uh, I hate the Slack team the most. No, I hate Bobby Love the most. Bobby Love for sure the most. The Slack team second. Matt Frisky, I don't actually hate you. I just hate that you're better than me at everything. So, uh, the Slack team did really, really well this week. Um, so, good job by them. Uh, let's see here. 73 total points. Uh, game week rank of 183,000. Uh, a great jump in overall rank, it looks like as well. Uh, 177K. Uh, so moving up, uh, quality performances from Pope, Soyonku, uh, De Bruyne, Mane, and then captaining Vardy uh, and Jimenez returning another goal. Um, he's just been spectacular. Uh, what does he have? Three and three or yeah, three goals in three weeks, four goals mm-hmm. in five weeks. So, um, so yeah, n- nice performance by by them and um i'm going to continue to vote wrong if you want to be involved in that team we you know we discuss that a little bit and vote on players for that uh, you just have to join our slack channel by becoming a, a patreon member so reach on out we'll get you in 
Uh, all right, Jake. So should we? We should probably just look at the league dive leaderboard briefly, huh? Sure, let's do it. Okay, we're just gonna do. We'll do the top five this week um, because it isn't even updated yet. So, uh, league dive. Uh, Tranians is down to five. Fourth is fifteen Salas. Up to third is Lukewarm FC. Down to second is Return of the Snag FPL Lewis. And then in first, CP Warriors with a game week score of fifty two, overall rank of two eighty three. Jake, do you want to pull up the uh, the PSL Super League? PSL. Yeah, let's see how. Yeah, how I'll do are top four. Um, so we have Delirious Emma, uh, coming in at number four, really solid game week of 78 points. I am currently third. So I keep dropping, uh, as we keep adding new members who are really good. Um, I am at, uh, 778. So only one point above Emma and then new member, uh, Molly Newman, uh, Robo cop. Kind of like RoboCop, but Robo. Shut I up, like Jake. that. Um, okay. Uh, total score game week of 74. So she beat me in the game week and is beating me overall by 10 points. And then still number one, uh, Loftus, Cheeky, Nando's, Matthew Hall also had a really solid game week of 78 points. I don't know what I have to do to catch these people. Uh, I want to make a quick comment, though. I'm having one of the worst seasons of my career, and Bobby loves doing worse than me. So I just want to get that out there for Bobby. <laughs> yeah, good, good, yeah, good. Screw you, Bobby. Uh, all right. Um, so, you know, I think, is there anything to, like, talk about for your mistakes? I mean, it, what's funny is there should have been, right? There should have been, like, 10 things that are Jake's mistakes. Uh, but unfortunately, just everything worked out for you across the board, no matter what you did. Like, oh, you were going to bring Sun in and you decided not to, but then De Bruyne still gets a goal for you, right? Like, oh, Vardy misses yeah. a PK. Uh, oh, wait, I captained him. Oh, no, I didn't mean to. Oh, I guess he gets to retake the PK. Things are fine now. Um, so did you feel like you did anything really wrong this week? I don't with my team. So if we were going to do Marco's mistakes, I would have nothing to add. I feel like I picked the right players. No, I'm still interested in Sun. Uh, we talk about him as a player, and we'll talk about him more. But I, I still would have benefited from bringing Sun in overall, even with a minus four. But hey, tomato, tomato, <laughs> tomato, tomato. That's what I always say. Yeah. Potato, um, potato. So yeah, overall, pretty happy. <laughs> tomato, tomato. But- yeah, okay, enough vegetables. Moving on. Tomato, potato, celery. That's what I always say. <laughs> Isn't that how the uh, saying goes? We, yeah, no, that's not how it goes. Well, you don't know. You're an idiot. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into the game week. Uh, stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Shout out to Molly. Joined our Patreon recently. Thank you, Molly. Welcome to Slack and the PSL Super League, the top league in the world. Uh, Patreon members are part of, can join our can join our Slack team, can join the league. And uh, in December here, we'll be sending out some t-shirts for uh, PSL level members. Thomas wrote in, what big purchases have you got lined up next with your Patreon revenue? Well, Thomas... Uh, I've purchased six sports cars now with it, a beach home, a private jet. Uh, and I think now like kind of the next step is to start to be a philanthropist with my money. Don't you think, Jake? 
Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Uh, 2.0 said, why are you and Jake recreationally hanging out in Florida, going to wine tastings and playing shuffleboard? Are you secretly the people the film Cocoon was based on? A pair of old age uh, pensioners who have forced the secret or, or have found the secret of eternal youth. Exhibit A this weekend. Where are the Ferraris and condos and Learjets the Patreon money is supposed to be funding? You know what? Two point sex sounds. I don't need to show you pictures of those things. They obviously exist. And I'm going to continue to fund my luxurious lifestyle with this Patreon. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I think I'm going to start to become a philanthropist. Please write in things that you guys think that I should be doing with my money from philanthropy. I just like to say the word. I think we could yeah, just... Yeah, well, and the... What, Jake? What? Oh, what? Ahead. What? No, go ahead. I was going to yeah, say, what, the Jake? other thing... <laughs> the other thing that you forgot to mention is that even though we have all this money, we're still really like self-conscious and we care about the earth. So we were able to walk everywhere. So that's why we didn't have pictures of our Ferraris or, you know, Porsches. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why I didn't drive mine. Yeah. So. I just left mine running in the driveway the whole time. You didn't? What? Yeah. I just oh left it gosh, running. Oh my gosh, that's terrible for the environment. Why would you do that? Because I'm rich. Don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Rich people, am I right? Okay, we'll have to talk. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get into the game week, shall we? Uh, the questions mm -hmm. this week, we've got a lot. Um, but the questions focus on kind of the same the same lineup of things that we've been hitting the last few weeks, you know, talking about Liverpool defense, some of these more expensive assets like Salah and Sterling and, and what to do with them. Um, you know, what, what the plan is for this Liverpool blank coming up. Um, and then of course the kind of the guys like, you know, Ings, uh, Jesus, Ayu, Zaha, kind of guys that are fringe players that, that people want to get in. So let's start from the top, though. Um, FPL Virgin says, with just two clean sheets in 13 games, will our patience in the Liverpool defense ever be rewarded? FPL Blonde writes in our Liverpool underperforming at the back. Um, Marvin the, the Gooner says, at what point do I give up on the Liverpool defensive double up? It, it does feel, Jake, um, what is the word? Hopeless right now. I... um. Every week, I think I'm going to get a return with Liverpool defenders. It's not happening. Um, what are we thinking here? What is the next move? I mean, you were talking this weekend about how you were thinking about going to a Liverpool double up. Yeah, I just feel like it's got to happen at some point, right? Like, they've just given up one goal so many times. Like, you know, like we said, this game's a little bit luck. It's still in the realm of possibility for me, and... Um, you know, did Robbo have an assist this week? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, it's just like it doesn't even it doesn't even matter for Robbo recently. I just feel like I want him in my team. Um, I'm also a little bit more hand tied. I think the other option is to go double Lester D. Uh, they've been fantastic. Uh, underlying and watching them, they don't tend to give up a lot of op or a lot of opportunities this year, whether they're big chances or shots in, in general. Um, but I've made the mistake or the not mistake of going with Matto and Vardy. Um, or the but not, I could definitely did you say, argue, or the not mistake. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's too early to tell. I've had Matto for one week and he should have had a goal, which would have helped me slash hurt me. But but anyways, um, 
like Soyonku and a Chilwell double up, or you know, one guy in our league has Chilwell and Pereira. Very interesting. Uh, cheaper, but also have had more cleans than Liverpool. So something to consider. Yeah, that's what I went. I went Soyonku and Chilwell double up with Maddo through the midfield. Uh, so I thought I was a genius. You're right when Maddo had scored that goal. Um, you know, he was he was pretty bright and lively in that game. So yeah, I think he's a good pick. But but let's let's talk briefly about that Leicester defense, and then we can kind of circle back down back around to Liverpool. How does that sound? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if we look at, and I know that people get all wound up about the expected goal stuff, but if we look at expected goals against, it's actually United, uh, Liverpool, and Leicester, and then Man City are are the the fourth team in terms of goals against for ranking. Um, you know, Liverpool and Leicester have both been very good, and and I want to just briefly talk about Leicester and kind of the way they've been playing. Um, I mean. To go along with their expected goals against, if you want to talk eye test, I thought they looked, and I know Brighton aren't aren't a prolific offensive team, but I, I would like to say that I think Leicester looked incredible defensively. Um, very rarely do we see moments in games where Leicester looks like they're out of shape and that they're scrambling to, to close um, service lanes or shot lanes down, uh, where, whereas we were kind of joking about how Arsenal is the complete opposite. The, in, the entire defensive sequence looks like players just sprinting around the pitch trying to close things down and get things under control. It's like there's fires everywhere, right? And they're trying to put them out. Leicester is composed, is calm. Their banks are very organized. Uh, they always have pressure on the ball and they they rarely are facing their own goal. And, and so... I don't know. I mean, I, I think that that's a great move is a Leicester double up. I know that the fixtures though, right? So they, they don't last that much longer, right? So we've got, uh, let me just pull up Leicester's fixtures here. So um, Everton at home, Watford at home, Aston Villa away, Norwich home. Um, so, so four more matches of good stuff. Uh, now City away, obviously brutal. Liverpool at home, brutal. And then West Ham away, Newcastle away, Southampton home. So th- there's... You know, there's a few tough games coming up, but I would say, you know, for a four game move here, definitely something to look into, wouldn't you, Jake? Yeah, I agree. If you don't do it this week, though, you're kind of running out of time is what I would say. Yeah. You're like, you're out of time if you don't do it this week. Yeah. Yeah. Then you only get the three game weeks, right? And then it's it's kind of like you have to make moves again. And if you're doubled up on these guys, it's going to be kind of tough. You know, one thing to kind of keep in mind, you know, that that Liverpool blank in 18 uh, will be very tough if you're loaded up on Leicester and Liverpool players, right? Because you'd have three Leicester players, two Liverpool players, and Liverpool players aren't playing. Leicester's playing against Man City away. Uh, so you're not probably not going to want to play a bunch of Leicester players that week. But um, but yeah, for the next four game weeks, I think something certainly to think about. They, they've looked pretty organized. Now, what is the difference between them and Liverpool? Uh, you know, Liverpool has had a hard time keeping cleans. They actually have a lower, almost one goal lower uh, expected value. Um, but I don't know what the deal with them them is. It, it always seems like there's one moment in the game that they they have a lapse in concentration and and concede. Yeah, and I think that just is the way like this game occurs. Like I think Wolves last year defensively were a very solid team, but that happened to them a lot. Right. Also, you could argue that uh, Liverpool often get up uh, a lot more, and I mean Leicester is kind of like that too, um, but. But a lot of times, like, 
even consider like the Liverpool Leicester game, like Liverpool were winning first. And I just think when you're winning, you're a little bit more prone to shipping a goal, especially if it's by like multiple goals, like as a defender. Yeah, it really matters about that clean sheet. But when you're up two or three, nothing and you let a goal in, it's like, eh, is it really that big a deal? Like, I don't, I don't think it is. You know, I think mentally you're just more prone to giving up a goal then. What, um, what are you going to do then? Are you going to bring in a second Liverpool defender? Well, I think I am because, you know, I was considering going really cheap. Um, you know, we're talking like sub 4-7 for a defender. And I just, you know, Sheffield were really impressive in that first half. And then they shipped three goals. And I'm just like, I don't know if I can double up on them. Crystal Palace is a team that like has a good run of fixtures. I don't know if anyone sent this question in, but... You know, Crystal Palace, just they worry me. None of their really low-priced defenders. I would just be going for cleans, not really returns a ton. And I, you know, every other team is just, like, not good. Especially so, Arsenal. I don't, especially, our, I mean, Arsenal's a joke. I, I, You would have to pay me to put one of their players on, on my team. Okay, I'll pay um, you $5 to put an Arsenal player on your team. You'd have to pay me a lot of money $10. to put an Arsenal defender in my team. No, no, we're talking more than that. Twenty dollars. So. Okay, I might do it then. Okay, you I'm, can mail it to me. I'm gonna Venmo so. it to you. Okay. Do you have All right, Venmo, Jake? Well, do you know like, what that is? Yeah, I do have Venmo. So all right, yes, so I'm going to is. once you show me that that transfer has been made, I will send you twenty dollars. Okay, can we make it 25 or 20? Hell, I would. I have a feeling if we put this out to listeners that like everybody would throw five bucks in for you to get fucked by an Arsenal yeah, player. Yeah, that's actually, uh, you know, whatever, I'll do it. <laughs> whatever. Any Arsenal defender, I'm, I'll am i do it, whatever. Okay. It'll work. Yeah. Em- you know what? Emery's going to leave and Poch is going to come in and it'll be fantastic for yeah, me. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um. Okay, so... Yeah, you're going to maybe still make this Liverpool move, which is interesting. Um, I'm not. I'm just going to hold with two Liverpool assets for now, and, and I don't really have the flexibility right now to do it anyways. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I hope it works out for everybody except you. It'll be great. Um, Emma wrote in, um, which Spurs player is most desirable and which offers best value uh, over the next few weeks? Matthew Hall says, thoughts on Spurs attacking assets. And 2.6sound says, who are the best Spurs assets assets to have if, if Jose does or has gotten the job? Um, does Gazanagia, Gazanagia, Gazanaga uh, become essential? Gaz, big G, the big G as they say. Um, does he become essential? Um, I think two point sex sounds. He put essential in quotations to piss me off, um, and he has <laughs> yeah, succeeded. Uh, let's talk Spurs for a little bit, Jay, because you know, obviously, the best manager of all time, Jose Mourinho, comes in to the best team of all time, Spurs, and um, of course, they get a result against an incredibly high quality side in West Ham. Um, <laughs> You know, great performances by Harry Kane, uh, which was really impressive. Um, and, and Son actually having a good game. Um, and and Deli Alley, right, comes back from his sex tape and is suddenly um, banging everyone, right? He's going to be recording it. Good job by him. Uh, what are you thinking about Spurs, Jake? Let's start with the attacking side of the ball. Uh, I I got this one. Um, son. okay. <laughs> that <laughs> I got. That's the I got one this. I'm I got this, in. bro. 
Yeah. I, I just can't. I'll need to see more before I go anywhere else. Uh, he has four goals on the season, four assists, which isn't terrible. Remember, though, his appearances have been cut a little bit short. It's just his underlying statistics are far superior. Um, the only player on the team that has a higher shots per 90 is Lucas Mora, interestingly, at uh, 3.6 compared to his 3.44. Um, but he beats out Mora in his key passes uh, per 90. But it just seems like Sun just is more clinical than Mora, which I think, you know, pro- there's probably stats underlying that. So. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. That um, that Sun Sun is definitely a better player. The question does become value, right? So Mora's uh, coming in at seven point versus Sun at he's at nine five right now, right? Yeah, uh, nine seven. He's already price rose from nine six this week. Yeah, so I, that does become a bit of a, a question, doesn't it? Like, where do you where do you find the most value in this attack? And and for most of us, it's going to be hard to get right a nine seven player into our team without moving somebody big um the the moves for a lot of players would be a a, you know like a city or a liverpool asset um so is there something to be said about looking at a player like mora uh who's getting that many shots per 90 right 3.62 is very high um you know what what do you think about that I just don't know if his playing time is going to be consistent. I mean, he started and he played 81 minutes and did get a goal. Um, He had a really good chance. We saw him like completely whiff on a shot from like just outside the six. So if you want to go big differential offensively, I think he's the one to go with. But it just seems a little bit risky right now. Hmm. Okay. I think that he might be a, an interesting move. Like if you have a Maddo or a Martial, like when the fixtures turn for those players to maybe look at a Lucas Mora. Yeah. I mean, Maddo to, to Mora is a good price change. It's a good, it's a good shout. Um, do you, I mean, do you care that he only has two goals and one assist on the season? Do you see that changing? Are you worried about his minutes? I think no? that he'll play for, you know, he'll play a little further up the pitch now, you know, hopefully, um, you know, he, they kind of play that four-two-three-one, and and Kane will play in his proper position for the first time in in two years, basically, um, as a central forward. Um, and so, you know, Lucas Mora maybe can play off him a bit more. I don't know. I mean, his expected. I know that his minutes are limited this year because of rotation, but his expected goals per ninety is at almost 0.5. It's at 0.48. It's better than Harry Kane's. Now, I know that as the minutes yeah. go up, that the expected goals per 90 will likely go down. We know that, that, you know, a player that, that plays sparing minutes or comes on as a sub with fresh legs is is likely to have an, a higher expected goals value per those 90 minutes. But um, but I do think that he's an interesting pick um, and similar to me in terms of production of some of those players like Martial um, and Maddo. Of course, as you said, it's minutes is the big question. Okay. Okay. I'm Jake. Okay. Yeah. I don't have anything to add. Yeah, okay. I just was curious. I'm a Muppet. Okay. Um, so how about on the backside of the ball? Defensively, are there players that you're interested in? Um, Gazniga, possibly in the goal, very cheap. Uh, Arie, is there somebody that you like? Uh, yeah, uh, I just don't think Mo's going to be able to fix things immediately for them. Right. Um, so, no. I mean, they gave up two goals to West Ham. I just, you know, their defense wasn't fantastic. I think you could argue a 4.5 goalkeeper if like 
you know, with with the fact that they still give up some shots on goal, um, but maybe they won't be giving up as many big chances with Mo. And teams just always seem to play better when they have a new manager, and and they do they have a talented back line. So like that would be the player I would be most interested in, and then also maybe Aurier at. Uh, 4.8 uh, we talked about he did seem to be getting pretty far, far forward and did get an assist in that game um, he also surprisingly got the clean sheet against Everton recently when he was subbed off early and got three bonus points so he does tend to be a bonus points magnet too so I think those would be the two players I'm kind of interested yeah. in I, I am too and I think I would echo what you said at the top of this question is that you need to see another week or two probably before um, before you want to make a move. So a um, number of questions here about kind of city assets, Sterling, Salah, things like that, the premiums in the city assets. So FPL Virgin wrote in, should Salah and Sterling be sold immediately or will they prove to be powerful differentials in the weeks to come? Two point sex sound says the Sterling conundrum. Why does Marco still have him and why did Jake get rid? Is he worth holding? DC says time to sell a Sterlo now. Uh, oh, is Jake still on top of Marco in terms of rank? If yes, looks like Marco is is in need of serious counseling. Well, that's probably true. Uh, and Shiva wrote in, even if City are capable of crushing any team, it looks like they're nowhere near their best and Sterling and KDB points can be matched by cheaper alternatives. Do you see going without City assets as risk for the next few weeks? Uh, so there's a lot of big questions here, but I think definitely like a well worth talking about. Um, let's start with the, the top one and maybe the most interesting one should Sal and sterling be sold immediately or would they prove to be powerful differentials um i want to just start by kind of talking about this one and it it's interesting because they've neither has has really produced much in hardly at all in recent weeks and we having them on our team if, if you do have them you have relied on them as captain options uh, and so you've been absolutely burned um, the underlying stats for both players in terms of shots, shots on target, touches in the box, um, and the heat maps that show kind of where they're playing on the pitch uh, show relatively positive things. Nothing outside of the ordinary, um, nothing that would make you uh, raise a red flag. Of course, the red flag is raised because the returns have not been there. Uh, for me, I think that it comes back. Right, I think that at some point um, we start to we start to see the returns there. Um, that said, I think the second part of this question from Two Point Sex sounds: Why does Marco still have Sterling and, and Jake got rid? Um, I think that Jake certainly has won this battle. He looked at kind of fixtures and took a risk and said, "Okay, I'm going to drop Sterling and distribute some of those funds." Um, you're still in a situation, Jake, right? Where like, let's say Sterling really started to heat up and City looked really, really sharp you could get back to him if you needed to. Yep, I definitely could. I think I would go with Mane, and that might be a little bit risky, but eventually I could bring Mane back in. But yeah, it was just a call I made. I think you explained it perfectly. I just didn't feel like captaining him anymore. I cannot tell when he's going to have a good game week. I don't know if he's going to for sure play. I just liked Vardy's fixtures, and Vardy tends to score when I can tell that he's going to score against certain sides. Yeah, I guess that's the hard thing about Sterling, 
is his his returns, especially this year, have been inconsistent and and I know it's early early goings, but relatively unpredictable. Um, that's what makes it such an issue is because if you're going to spend that kind of money, you have to be able to consistently captain and feel confident captaining. Um, now we're into this situation where that's that's not the case, and so it does right. It's an interesting question because if he's even if he just ticks along with a goal, that's okay. You know, non-owners are going to be just fine. The issue will be, and it will happen at some point this year, when Sterling goes out and gets a hat trick. You know, and and a player you know like me that owns him, whether or not I've captained him. But if he goes out and gets a hat trick, and I do have the captain band on him, that will be when I will see it will be one hundred percent having worth worth having held, right? Because I'll make a gigantic jump in one week. Um, the issue is, you know, do I captain him now? Because I've I'm fearful of his performances. Yeah, I don't know. I that I don't. You would have to answer that. I feel. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable captaining him game week and game out? Yeah, the the issue is the fixtures, right? So Newcastle away, Burnley away are the next two fixtures. Then United home, Arsenal away, Leicester home, Wolves away. Those are all relatively. I mean, not all. Arsenal's terrible, um, and City will yeah. get. City will get right. They'll win a lot of most of, if not all of those games, and they'll score some goals. It's just, I don't know. I look at those games, and and then I look at what Liverpool have, and. Uh, there's not really a moment in there where I think to myself, oh, yeah, I'm definitely captaining Sterling. So the issue becomes, you know, do I continue to hold or do you move him out and go for somebody a little bit cheaper um, and, and upgrade somewhere else on the pitch? Nothing. To, I say yes. Yeah, you say yes and I say probably. Um, and so is he worth holding? I don't know. Probably not, like given the fixtures. Uh you know, of course, Sterling has the ability and City have the ability to blow up. And that's what we constantly fear, right? So you just have to take that risk if you think it's worth taking at this point. I wish I could give you better advice. I haven't even decided what I'm going to do yet. Um, so, yeah, that's tough. I do think I'll I'll for sure, right, like Shiva asked, do you see going without City assets I, I, as a risk? I don't see myself going without City assets. Do you, Jake? No, but I can see myself just going with like one KDB and or uh, David Silva and and going with one for a while. Um, it seems really scary, and I like cringe every time I I watch their games or or check my scores. God, you hide um, behind the sofa. I do hide behind the sofa. Dumb, I hide behind it, but line. I think I think the difference is that. So many other teams have been consistently beating up on other teams. So, like for me, oh, triple up, triple Chelsea and Leicester are fine. Like they are offensively doing pretty well right now. So I'm not too worried having two liver or excuse me, two Chelsea and two Leicester attackers. But I'm willing to go back once those fixtures turn for both those teams, which is soon. Can't can't wait for you to do that, Jake. I can't yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, Native American Jake Jake Native American Jake yeah. writes in: Is it too early to plan eighteen to twenty one game weeks eighteen to twenty one with Liverpool blank and and tough fixtures? Um, are we allowed? Oh, and are we allowed to take Ing seriously now? Having had a few game weeks, how do you prevent that from going to your head and doing something dumb and drastic like bringing in Ings? 
good good question uh let's start with the the front end of that question and talking a little bit about liverpool and, and they do have right 18 uh, no fixture leicester away in 19 wolves at home in 20 sheffield uh united at home in 21 and then spurs away united home uh wolves away so um a tough little run of fixtures on top of that holiday congestion for liverpool uh I think that it is not too early to start thinking about that. What I would say is going into 18, it'd be nice to have uh, two transfers. So I'm going to try to hold going into that game week and, and have two transfers um, and, and make sure I have a really good feeling for what the fixture schedule looks like for Liverpool and then start making some decisions. For example, you know, I could see a player like you know, Alexander Ar- Arnold being rotated at some point in there. You know, Maybe they use Gomez a bit. Um, you know, I, I also last year, Mane and Sala played through almost all of the festive period and they weren't, uh, they weren't really rotated. Their minutes were managed a bit in some, in some games, but not too much. Uh, and so I would be looking to maybe move defensive assets. I think it'll be a lot harder for Liverpool to, you know, they haven't been getting cleans. I don't think it's going to suddenly get better at that point in the year because of that congestion and the fatigue on players legs do you have thoughts on that jake or have you started looking at that yet uh i've looked at it briefly i don't know you know someone should look into seeing if there's more cleans during christmas time or holiday time whoa Um, whoa did you say christmas on the pod i did i did accidentally say christmas we just lost half of our listeners because it's 2019 jake and you can't say that yeah, I, it's the medications, man. Holiday. Uh, no, you holiday. can't even say holiday, holiday because some people don't celebrate it. So, Jake, don't say holiday either. What, Just say what I, during... What do I call it then? During the period of time, roughly one month from now, say that. Yes. Okay, the period of time, roughly one month from now. I've briefly been looking. I don't think it's too early to plan. Um yeah, I still just I do like Robbo and Trent though. I I would prefer Robbo though. Yeah. I agree with you that I think Robbo is a little bit more fixture proof, uh, and I'm okay even if they don't get the cleans if they get a return because I just don't see any other teams getting a ton of cleans during that time either. Leicester's fixtures turn. I haven't really looked at what other teams like have a good run of fixtures then, uh, so that's what I kind of got to figure out. Like is. You know, is a tough Liverpool game better than, you know, like a good Arsenal matchup? I I don't know. You know, I don't think so, but we'll see. Kind of on that note, Garf writes, is Jesus a real option or is Kane more than able as a replacement for Aguero from an FPL point of view? Uh, Sean number one says, how much do we rip up our team to get Jesus in? Sterling Tomato and Ayu to Jesus worth it. Would you rather? Oh. And then, fun question. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Uh, let's get to that second part in a moment. Um, yeah, is Jesus an option now? I mean, so so Aguero goes off, right? Aguero's injured. Uh, there's some trouble with him. Um, the current, the most recent report was as of today, um, I believe Pep said a few games he's going to be out. He's got a tendon problem. Um, we don't know exactly how long that means, but a few games makes it sound like at least a couple weeks. Uh, but that said, I, I don't know that I'm tearing my team up to get Jesus in because 
City just haven't looked that great. I, it'd be different if they were banging goals for fun like they, they have been in years past, but they've been a little slow in terms of getting going this year. And and uh, and so, no, I wouldn't tear my team up, would you? No, I'm actually more interested. I, mean, I think it's not a terrible shout, but I'm more interested in if uh, uh, Mahrez plays more consistently yeah. now. Uh, so he already got a goal and three bonus points. Would have gotten an assist if that Sterling goal would have gone in um, against Chelsea. So I'm more interested if he plays more consistently now because Aguero's out. Yeah. Uh, He's 8.3. 8. It's a big risk, but if you want to try to you know, make some moves in the middle, middle of the season. That's one month from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nailed it. Uh, I think that that next question is important. Would you rather fight one horse sized duck or a hundred duck sized horses? I, I think it's gotta, it, and it depends on the weapons, right? Like what are we using? Shotgun, 12 gauge shotguns, Jake? Yes. Or like you bare knuckles and that. I, I personally would lean the hundred duck-sized horses. Really? Yeah, I just think horses are pretty fragile. Like, what is a what is a duck-sized horse gonna do? I don't know, man. But a picture a hundred of them all coming at you. I just I think I'd be fine. <laughs> I think you'd get destroyed by a hundred duck-sized horses. Can you imagine a horse-sized duck, though? Yes, like if it I just would tame it. I would and... tame it and ride it places. It would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. It can okay. fly, it can swim, and it can run. Well, they can't, they can't really run. I mean, they can waddle. Have you ever seen a duck run, Jake? Yeah, that's why I'm saying they yeah, kind of waddle. Run. They take a few steps and then they fly. They can do... They can... Yeah, whatever. They can transport me across all modalities of terrain. Yeah, I don't know about that, but whatever. Yeah, good luck getting but this is, getting duck destroyed. This is also assuming you can tame it. That's a stupid thing to say. You think I can't tame <laughs> a duck-sized horse? You think, is that really what you think of me as a person, that I can't do that? Yeah, I just, that's that's something that I don't think a lot of people could do. Yeah, well, like ducks are like super idiot. smart. It's You're not like a idiot. dog. You are an it's idiot. Not like you can just you are an idiot if you think I can't tame you're gonna that. Feed it some, you're going to feed it some bread? Freaking big loaves of bread, yeah, whole loaves, <laughs> whole loaves. That would be like a breadcrumb for it. I will, I will coax it yeah. into into my home, and it will live with me, and I will be very happy. God, don't you're gonna have to clean up a shit. No, I'll just put it in a cardboard box and send it down to Florida. That's where all the shit in this country goes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Shiva says Chelsea next three home. Uh, West Ham, Villa, Bournemouth. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying here. Instead of Mount or Pulisic, can we start thinking about Mount and Pulisic? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, Mount, right, like didn't play in this last game. So, I'm going to say no. I moved him out with Conte being back and Pulisic playing well and William playing well. Um, you know, Mount is kind of relegated into the midfield three. And I think Frank you know, likes against at least the option of going a little bit more defensive with Jorginho, Kovacic, and Conte. And so, no, I mean, I think, you know, I, I think now's the time to maybe not be having Mount. I, I'm moving him on. I think that this was the lineup that Frank was going to get to at some point in the season anyways. Of course, Mount will still start some games. Uh, but against the bigger matches, I, I do see a world where Mount is, is pulled. So, yeah, just 
Pulisic, I don't like him, but you can do it. Have him in your team. Uh, I'm a little bit, I'm a nervous to have him, but I'm going to do it for these fixtures for sure. Yeah, the fixtures are too good. Uh, Kiwi Nick says, how shite are United? Um, Giant. Rashford's good. Yeah, horse-sized duck shite though, for sure. I mean, they're freaking, they are bad at football um yeah it's fun it's fun for us that don't care about them um kenny mcdowell says play one and bench two uh and in what order so tamori gan can doozy and conley uh who would you play jake tamori i would play oh i don't well yeah play one oh yeah definitely tamori this week against west Ham. i don't know who brighton I don't know who Brighton play. Oh, Liverpool? No. Yeah, Tamori. That's easy. Yeah, seems silly. Easy. Done. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then 2.0 says, has Lacazette against Norwich? Oh, he already he already asked that. Did I already asked that one? Become essential? You can't, you can't just use essential for every question. Oh, yeah. He did. Uh, I thought maybe I had, I had accidentally wrote the question down twice because I've done that before. No, he just said, yeah, yeah it's a, it's, he's just saying he's he's doing this to piss me off. Damn it. Uh, is he has he become essential? No. Are you th- and or Jake thinking of bringing in Zaha? No. Okay, we've answered the. <laughs> well, questions. we did talk about just real briefly. It's amazing how many forwards return this week. So Vardy got two returns. Uh, Abraham's been fantastic. Didn't do well this week, but you know Rashford got multiple returns. Jimenez got another goal. Um, you know now Lacazette, I think is. You know, if he's healthy, he's going to score goals for Arsenal. We talked about how he just, he's a much different striker than Aubameyang. But if I was going to have two, I'd, I'd probably lean Lacazette. Except, you know, who knows? Emery might only play him 45 minutes because Emery's a fuck. So, <laughs> he certainly uh, but is. Ings, continu- Ings continues to return. There's just so many forward options. Uh, it's like, who do you even bother going with? Uh, Wood was the other one, right? Yeah. Like, Wood got another goal. Their fixtures turn, so I, I'm not as interested in Wood, but it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Um, who are you going to captain this week? Uh, that's a good question. Vardy against um, Everton at home? Yes. Uh, that is who I'm leaning toward, but I do want to see the underlying stats for... Uh, Abraham and Mane. I think it's it's close, but I just can't argue against Fardy. The yeah, fact that he's on. gotten a goal now in one, two, three, four, five straight games. Um, and he blanked against Liverpool and then had two goals prior to that. So it's this, just like, this game looks oh, interesting because there's so many options, right? So, so yeah. uh, Liverpool take on Brighton at home. Uh, City take on Newcastle away. Chelsea take on West Ham at home. Uh, Is there anybody else interesting? I mean, Spurs. I mean, Spurs against Bournemouth. Bournemouth. I wouldn't argue if you Spurs home against Bournemouth. I wouldn't. I mean, yeah. So all this week, this week's gonna be fucking dumb because it's all it's gonna matter is like, did you hit your captain or not? Oh, you didn't. Okay, every other player on your team returned. Great. Well, somebody captained Vardy and you didn't, and Vardy had 18 goals and you suck. So that's the, how the game week's gonna go, um, which is a little frustrating. And I've been so bad with my captain picks that it's hard for me to feel excited about it. But whatever. I don't even care. Yeah. I don't even care, Jake. <laughs> Hey, it's okay, man. Shut up, Jake. You're doing well. Jake, shut up. Don't patronize okay. me. I won't, okay. I won't take that from you. 
Um, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, the other dive online, divefpl.com. Uh, you can download our podcast everywhere. Jake, we have a handful of rando questions, two of them about alcohol. Because you and I went to a little wine festival this weekend with our wives. It was quite fun. There were 25 different tables with vendors. And each table had, what do you say, Jake, like 10 different wines that you could pick from? Yeah, at least. Some of them more, I think. Yeah, there was a lot of wine consumed, uh, which was fun. And we ate ate some really good, delicious uh, seafood and vegetables and things before was nice we had a good time uh but fpl virgin writes who can hold their liquor more jake or marco and bobby who can drink the most uh of the two of us and what are your most embarrassing drunk moments um what do you think jake me or you to hold our liquor more it's me you're right um that's a tough no it's me it's me jake i think it might be me it's probably me jake it's not you jake Uh, probably me jake should we really talk about embarrassing drunk moments or no uh, it's up to you. I don't care. Yeah, we probably shouldn't. Jake used to cry a lot when you get drunk. That was embarrassing and hilarious. Uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> now I just cry when I get drunk, so that's my embarrassing <laughs> drunk moments. <laughs> uh, she oh, wrote in, uh, what, what are you guys doing for a living apart from... Oh, oh, what do you do for a living apart from podcasts? Just curious. Uh, Jake, you are a... Uh, I'm an emergency veterinarian. Yeah, and I'm um, I'm a, a soccer coach. It's actually my job. Uh, not a good one, but a coach. Um, Mara, right in. What the what the f? I would never say that on air. Is going on with Jake wearing a Celtic t-shirt? Filth. You were wearing a Celtic t-shirt this weekend. Yeah, it's just for you know, tourney for Arsenal. Just showing a little little love there. A little love. Filth, though. That's what you are. Filth. Right. I wonder why he doesn't like Celtic that much. And why Why would you? I don't know. So, I feel like they're always a fun team to cheer for. A lot of history in that country of hate, Jake. Okay, that's basically what yeah, they've got. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That. Uh, I don't understand any of that. Yeah, in America, we don't have any hate. We're all just really nice. No, and... we love everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's hard to even say. Um, uh, yeah, God, our country sucks. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, Liam, would you rather live in a world with no football or no beer? Shit. That's easy for me. I would say no beer. Yeah, because I could live off whiskey and wine. I'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm with you on that. I do love beer, but but I can live. I like whiskey and wine. So. Plus, right. you'd have no job if there's no football. Yeah, so. true. Yeah, that's my job. That's true. Um, all right. Well, we should get out of here. I got to go have dinner with my family. We're having some Mexican yeah, food tonight. Me, it's going to be delicious. Me too. You're We're having, doing seafood. You're having Mexican food? Uh, no, seafood. Salmon. Ooh, that sounds good. Yep. yep. Should be good. All right. Well, enjoy, buddy. Uh, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive. <laughs> <laughs>